This podcast is presented by the Earth Hotel. After taking a couple of shots and further examining the bottle, Alex realized that there was a massive crack just all on the surf on the side of it. Yeah, and uh, it was like sort of like a an arc. Yeah, it was like a that just literally an entire side of the bottle. And and it was very slowly leaking out. And so we decided to come up with a solution on how to. Contain it. Don't stop drinking. And so, no, don't ever, <laughs> don't, ever stop. don't ever stop drinking. That was that would have been you know ideal. ideal. <laughs> that was our first. That was, that our, was first our first. Time. Plan. Just take a lot of shots really fast. But it was over so much of the surface <laughs> that we were like, eh, now let's <laughs> let's think about this. So yeah, uh, it turns out that um, Matt had some mason jars, and we put the whiskey in two mason jars. And then we realized that uh, it was going to be really hard to pour shots out of mason jars. So, uh, Alex got a, a pitcher. Yeah, with... yeah. I was like, Matt, I've already asked you for 7,000 things and... to handle this whiskey situation upstairs, but one more thing. So he got me one of those, like, Rubbermaid measuring cups with and... the pour thing on it. So accommodating. <laughs> we reached the limit of accommodation. I mean, we're, we're at his house recording at midnight. He's been... <laughs> That's oh, yes. a peach. That is true. He, peach. he does have work in like <laughs> seven hours. Uh, yeah, welcome to Whose Turn Is It? Uh, the weekly podcast of a uh, four discussion group for uh, D&D tips. Or hell, I fucked it up already. It's just a DM and GM podcast where we fucking riff about problems we have. Which is what we're all in, in the game. Yeah, I'm Michael Bobby. I'm Wesley Franks. I'm Dash Holman. And I'm Clyde Martin. Sticking with that, I see. <laughs> we're, we're just going to keep doing that? Did I do that last time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a crutch at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, guys? What you guys do in uh, gaming in the past week? I rolled a character for your D&D game, for your B team. I had, I still haven't seen it. Well, you're going to see it. All right. Yeah, I, oh, you're going to see it. I trust, I, I'm going to trust you on it's this one. It's a verbal paladin. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about this. Oh, yeah, those things real. are broke as shit. Oh, yeah. I can turn invisible and be a knight at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's a good combination. Invisonite. <laughs> you almost broke me. Invisonite! What about you, Wes? Uh, let's see. Well, I started back up Mr. Whitechapel, with, and I had two different parties at two different timelines play at the same time, switching back and forth, and I didn't want to cut my ear off. It worked really well. It was a great session. Uh, for, for myself, I played in that session, and I thought uh, that method was really successful. I also uh, went insane, and now I believe that cars are in the 40s are all run by tiny horses inside of them. Yeah, it makes sense. Horsepower. Yeah, well, horsepower. that's because someone told me it was horsepower, and I'm from, my, my character's a vampire from the 1800s, who um, now, you know, so they said horsepower, and they were, he's like, oh my god, they crammed hundreds of tiny horses. Yeah, if something has like 200 horsepower, there's a there's a whole gaggle of like 200 horses. Yep. 
insanity mechanics. You never know what you're going to get. Wait, sometimes what? you chainsaw a girl's head off. Sometimes you, you think... Which, which insanity cards. mechanic are you using? I'm just I'm using an insanity mechanic, but it's, it's just kind of like homebrew. I've, I've mixed it with Savage Worlds, mixed it with Savage Worlds and Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Just gotcha. kind of picked and choose however I want to. Gotcha, gotcha. That's right. We play yeah. a lot of Savage Worlds. Even, even we don't give a fuck. We don't give even a fuck. Even looking in like the the Dark Heresy, fuck your structural integrity. Insanity system is fucking fantastic. I've been using traumas. I've been using the D twenty sanity system for Savage Worlds, and I feel like it's worked just fine. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, I run. I I ran the D and D game uh, the fifth session. I think was that for us. That was four. I was think. that four? I do believe so, yeah. All right, whatever. Fuck it. Four uh, or five. Four or five. Doesn't really five. matter. Five. It's five. Yeah. I'm Where, done. Uh, you guys started to tackle Crag Spire. Yeah. You guys got seven rooms in. Yeah, you go Crag. And you guys fucking, like, wasted through those seven rooms. I got to... I added on a little yep. bit that I'm just uh, experimentally calling Uncle Touchy's Puzzle Basement. <laughs> um, Uncle Touchy's <laughs> yeah. Puzzle Basement. That Pat Nozzle bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is, you tell us our topic of the day. What's our topic? Scratching the itch. Scratching the old People that want to start uh, getting a group together or running their own game. Getting started. Uh, I forgot to write my talking points down, so oh somebody God. else introduced this one. Son of a bitch. After you shamed me on Mike yet last week. I drove you back I, to your house. You're right. He did that. Oh, he did that. Right. So, okay. So, maybe, I guess... Do you guys remember your first group? The first the, that I ran? The the your first that you ran or the first that you were part of and like how it kind of came about like yeah. playing like tabletop. Could be D&D, could be anything, but like how did you come about creating this 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 monster? Yeah, I'll go first, man. Uh it wasn't the first one that I ran, it was the first one I was ever in. Uh and like I said in the pilot like uh I didn't start with d and I started with Vampire. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually start with the Vampire game that I did at that comic store. I did a uh, Vampire game that a friend of mine ran in, like, 10th grade. Was this Vampire Masquerade? This was Old World of Darkness. Oh, okay. Um, which I don't like. Uh, yeah. It, both systems are needlessly complicated in a lot Never of ways. The Old World, the old world of Darkness is needlessly, needlessly complicated. Um, and it was... I was told we were going to be playing D&D. And they lied to me. Uh, instead, we were playing some weird vampire shit. That fucking uh, weird vampire bullshit. Uh, no, hey, I that. I don't think we were actually doing... I think we were doing... Uh, yeah, it was Werewolf. Oh, okay. That we, that we played, which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the entire the entire like recruitment process of it was one of our trombone players just went around to different people in the in the band room after after marching practice because I I was drowning in it, man. I, I was uh, I was a cool kid. Uh, <laughs> Listen to a lot of ska. Listen to, a, listen to a lot of ska. Skanking it down the hallways <laughs> of your high school. Of my, you know, Stella, Stella. Checkered vans. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, no, that wasn't me. Oh, that was me. Checkered vans. <laughs> no, but, uh, no one's he, surprised. He, he literally no. went to like Still every person in a row. I said yes because I felt sorry for it. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Uh, I is, a lot of people start playing D&D by feeling sorry for someone else. Yeah, That's yeah, a common sure. entry point, I think. That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're feeling sorry for someone else, play D&D with them. Yeah. Ted, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. But uh, Ted's totally listening. <laughs> Ted is totally Ted listening. Is totally listening. <laughs> He's judging me so harshly. Uh, no, so like, 
he, he went around asking each and every person if they wanted to play in this game. I thought it would be a bad move because he was going to end up with like 20 people. Uh, no, he ended up with like me and two other people, and we played three sessions, and it fizzled. That's and, about uh, how it goes, yeah, though. Yeah, that's about how yeah. it goes with most games. You ask 50 people, and like three <laughs> agree. <laughs> yeah, that's why we have our healthy group, where it's like, yeah, did something fizzle? All right, let's see what the next game is. Yeah. As for D&D, I think the first time I ever had the introduction for that was um, Alex Norman uh, ran a game in like eighth grade and asked really? me if I wanted to play, and I said no. And that was my introduction to D&D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when Alex asked you to play, did he have experience with playing, or did he... No, he had picked up the uh, the 3.5 uh, starter set thing. Okay. I would say most people who started about a decade ago probably started with 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty universal. The first time I tried to get a game together, um, that was 3.5. And I had been playing 3.5. And that game, I got involved because my buddy told me, hey, my stepdad runs a D&D game. Do you want to join? I was a super, I was, I was a super <laughs> nerd, and I was like, fuck yeah. Step, stepdads always run good games. <laughs> his, step, his stepdad did run a good game. Stepdads uh, are really good at D&D. I mean, I'm the best stepdad. And, and that Wes is, that's why... That's why Wes is such an excellent DM, because he's such, he would be such a great stepdad. A Nate stepdad, Alex. <laughs> Ladies, if you're looking for a stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time I got a game together, it was just my you know, three of my nerd friends. Oh, no, which don't pretend you had friends. I had friends. I still have those three nerd friends. Uh, yeah, she's good friends. Andy, Christian, and Max. If, if any of you are listening, you're my, my nerd friends. Two of those sound real. You, well, you know two of them. All right, I don't know who Max is. Yeah, you never met Max. But but they were the they were my first. Yeah, that uh, Max. If you're listening, <laughs> Max, I, I remember you were in my first D and D, the first D and D game I ran. But um, yeah, they and we just played uh, at Andy's house uh, at his pool table, and it's actually that was that was same pool table. Yeah, we played at years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th that we've played at within the last year. Uh, used that pool table, played some D&D. &D. Uh, it was pretty... It was 3.5, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I mostly just... I was just winging it the whole time. But, I, you know, we played four or five sessions of that before it fizzled out, and it... Uh, maybe more than that, actually. Well, I was, I'm talking about the first time I DM'd. Oh, Not the first time I... But the first time I played, I was a rogue, yeah. But the... Yeah, the first time I DM'd... Obviously, I wasn't. I wasn't a rogue. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to do both. It would be hard to do One both. One shouldn't do both. One no. should. I, that's, that's I know people that that, that have tried to. They've tried yeah, to yeah, and PC at the same time. I think the topic of a player PC is something we'll get into another episode. Yeah, it's like a yeah. whole thing of like DM faux pas and get into. This this was just like the first game you played in. Yeah, yeah. So like the first game I ever like organized and ran mm -hmm. was actually in this group, the Thunderhunts group thing. Um, oh God, was it like two, three years ago that I tried to do that? The Dungeons like, and Dragons? The yeah, when when uh, Klein and Keith were living together. The, the 5e one. There that was before that, if you recall, that you ran at uh, Charles. I don't count that one. Why? That was a good one. We ran uh, half of a session, and one of the players got way too high. That, we played about two or three sessions. Okay. And it was, it was fun times. But one of the players got way too high every session. He did indeed. Yeah. Um... 
But no, the, the, I was a cleric. I mean, like, son got a little too stoned. Somehow I managed to work it into his character. Something that informed the campaign that I'm running now was the session I ran at uh, yours and Keith's place. Uh, I forget how many years ago, two or three years ago, uh, I made the chief mistake that a lot of uh, GMs make Especially of uh, inviting everyone. Yeah, that's uh, an uh, easy mistake to make. Yeah. Well, correction, I did not invite everyone. I, I invited five people into it, mm-hmm. and I I was too uh, nice to say no to people. Mm-hmm. And um, we landed on the second house rule for my games, which is, I'm fine with people drinking during my games. That's fine. Don't get drunk. Yeah. Because we've had players that suck at playing De- Dungeons & Dragons when they're drunk. Well, Wes, yeah. if you want to talk about your experience. Yeah, um, so like, like I talked about in the last episode, uh, friends from high school, we were all in theater together. Uh, buddy Justin... Just randomly on a limb, bought the book from Barnes and Noble, the 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 three point five DMs guide. Read the whole thing in like a night, and like took notes on That's it. That's impressive. Came to us and was like, "Oh no, he was like super in, like he wanted to do this." Yeah. He was like, "He's like, hey guys, I got the player's handbook. Like he got the player's handbook that His the next day. Were super super wet." And he was like, "He was like, <laughs> hey guys, you want to play Dungeons and Dragons? We can play Dungeons and Dragons. We can do it in my basement. We can It'll do it a, now. It, like, we he, can, came, he came to you like we can do it right now. He came to you like a crack addict. We're gonna, Dungeons and we're gonna have a lot of fun. But, we're gonna do it real fast <laughs> right now <laughs> in my it, it basement. Comes on like that. Once you get the, once you get the bite for it, it really." It's quite a habit. So, I don't know, man. I spent I spent like four years writing writing my current campaign. I did. I, I shelved it until until honestly until she. Yeah, but the, the yeah. need to either be DMing or playing is like a constant urge. At least mm. for me, yeah, it is. Yeah, I've played a while. I'll probably I'll probably go back to Dark Heresy eventually. Yeah. Uh, but he, so he was like he he made copies of the people. We all got the player's handbook and. He was like, I'll give you guys a week to study, then we'll come back, make characters, and play. Week goes by. Did you guys study? No. We're playing anyways. And so he, it w- the first session was him just telling us the rules every time we were trying to do something. But it was fun. Like, we all had fun, but it was just a, a collective mess. <laughs> players don't read the player's handbook. No. <laughs> Speaking of collective messes, I got the messaging from this on, on, on your sister's game, Alex. Uh, Alex, our, our backseater. Um, <laughs> uh, but I got those messages during our campaign, uh, during our session on Saturday, uh, of how many people did they have in their group? Uh, so it ended up being uh, four players and one DM, which is actually a Still. solid amount. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they were all trashed. Yeah, she lives in London, so she's texting me at a time where I can tell it's very late, and she's probably drunk. And she texts, the first text she sent me, all caps, was, does the DM have their own character? Mm. <sighs> yeah. Rarely to know. I mean, technically, Preferably not. All the yeah. my Preferably not. That was my every response. Every NPC is his character. Yeah. I was like, or so theirs. Like, the DM has every character that you guys aren't playing? Yeah, And she right. was like, we're all drunk. I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, roll a d20 and just call it d d That's like, yeah. That works. If you get too drunk, yeah. you just pick up a d20. Just play Waffle House roleplay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's how we play. If we're at Dragon Con, we go to the game room, everyone's too fucked up. We just play. Uh, we've got a ton of pick up 20s. 20s. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's where Kylie got his start with, yeah. was with pick up 20s at Waffle House, man. Like two in the morning. Pick-up 20s. Which um, brings it into uh, one of the next topic points is uh, how do you decide on a setting? And mechanics, like what system do you pick, and what do you recommend? I really don't want to start this one 
Yeah. Just because mine is very different from y'all. Yeah. And I think it honestly is. I'll uh, fuck it. I'll let Clyde you go. I got it. Okay. So um, how I decide on settings and mechanics currently is okay. So the way I do it now is. I basically come up with a bunch of ideas I want to write, mm-hmm. and usually I have players in mind before I start, mm-hmm. and you want to write to your your players, but you also want to keep yourself entertained, so it's like that balance. So I already, so I came up with three games recently, but I, I had in mind the five players I was going to run these for, and so basically I came up with these three concepts, wrote them all down, outlined them for my own uh, benefits. Two of, or one of them was... Yeah, one of them was was D and D five, and the other two were Savage Worlds campaigns. And basically, I, yeah, I just I yeah yeah there's everyone in this room basically. But right, I, yeah. I pitched the the ideas, and you know got your feedback on what was most interesting and what you know what vibes you guys wanted to go for. And I also explained my motivations for all these games because I I wanted to do a different thing. Because whenever I run a game, it's less that I just want to run a game and I like want to explore like a different type of thing and um so anyway i usually just put it to a vote come with several ideas loose ideas i don't get too detailed into it and i just see what my players prefer that's um i how i pick a setting and mechanics is i uh typically what am i into what what can i work with and i kind of just bring it up to somebody and if people ping again like ping on how if they're interesting in the settings then, then I decide the format or what um, system I want to use. We've been using Savage Worlds a lot, which I talked to Klein about this earlier about like getting into something like Fate, doing mm. using Fate instead, like kind of getting us out of our comfort zone. Dottie has been doing that with like having people play Five E with Dungeons and Dragons. He also brought in Dark Heresy, Dark Heresy which has its own Fate system to it. Yeah, so. I, I, I'm, I'm interested in doing Fate, but I think if you're starting a game and you want to find a system that would be good for you to start with, there's three that I would pick from. Pathfinder, if you want to do a sword and shield kind of thing. Pathfinder is like D&D, but it's more streamlined. It's kind of easier. It's like D&D 3.5. Yeah, 3.5. More streamlined. You would throw Pathfinder and D&D 5 together? Yeah, yeah. Like D&D 5, Pathfinder kind of are like I together. I kind of think of them being the same system almost. But if you, yeah. Well. But if you, did, like, yeah. if you did like, if you did D&D 5e, then like pick up the starters kit, the starting adventure kit. Um, the second one would be Fate. If you wanted to do something that was not Sword and Shield, if you wanted to do a Western campaign, or heaven forbid, you wanted to dive into Samurai, mm-hmm. or um, like space, or something like that. So if you want that universal thing, mm-hmm. you recommend Fate. Okay. Uh, and then the third one, talking on space, one of the best ones you could really get into where you buy it and you get all the stuff that you need for it in like one nice package that's pretty cheap, the Star Wars okay. uh, yeah, role-playing true. game. I'm, I'm, so I'm a little bit uh, uh, out of the loop on that. What the hell is Fate? Fate is, it's like something action tactical exploration. It's, okay. it's the okay. Fate system. It's a it's, it's kind of like GURPS. It's a, an acronym. It, it come out of Fudge? Yes, it yeah. came out of Fudge. Oh. Fate yeah. is, it's a, it's a D6 rolling oh, system. Oh, so Shadowrun. Yeah, but yeah. Not, not like ridiculous amounts of You don't of need a calculator. Yeah. Shadowrun without yeah. the... Oh, they, have, they, have, they have a dice cap. Shadowrun without Shadowrun. But like, <laughs> it's like, it's typically you use like 3d6, but like you can add dice as, as you level up. I know this is a break from this, but I also really want to run at some point Dungeon Classics 
because the uh, Excelsior recently got those in. Oh yeah, uh, which is like it's it's a it's a game designed around these like thirty dice that are used in the game. Oh my god, that's I just that sounds, sounds like a lot. It sounds painful. I really just want to run one session. Of I it. would I would do I would go in for a. a well, it's a dungeon crawler. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been kind of yeah. yearning for a dungeon There are just crawl. systems that, like, use too much, like, mathematics and dice. Like, I was looking at the Palladium games, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one. Fuck that. You have to have a calculator to run it because yeah. it does percentages. Mm. Well, I mean, uh, Dark Heresy does percentages, but they do it in the best way possible, which is D100. roll the uh, D100 and uh, see if you fuck up. And I hope you don't die. Yeah, hope you don't. Hope you don't roll it uh, 100. <laughs> see, I think that's the mark of a poorly designed game. Myself, if you need anything oh, other than like what an average intelligent person, what what, a, what an inebriated intelligent person can maintain their brains plus what you can visually see on die. I think anything more than that is like a little excessive. Yeah. But there was a time in the 80s and 90s where everybody wanted to have a role playing system but they didn't want to do Dungeons and Dragons because... But that was, that, that was a, yeah, that was the they time didn't when they copy. didn't know what games were though and they're figuring it out. So, like mm-hmm. overly complicated was because they're like we don't know better. Also everything is overly complicated. Like PC games and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, True. If, if, if we're talking about games. that early 90s shit, that's what well, we got uh, Baldur's Gate and all that stuff coming out about then. Yeah. In, <laughs> right. in like late Baldur's mid to late 90s. Baldur's Gate 1 is, is kind of... Any weapon on yeah, it. <laughs> Second yeah. Wolf out of the village. Oh my god, I was playing it very recently and I had just the worst hour of my life. <laughs> have, have you played Pillars yet? Um, oh my god. Pillars is good. Pillars is good. Pillars of Eternity. Is it, is it like an updated Baldur's Gate? Uh, it's uh, like a sexy homage to uh, Baldur's Gate. Mm. It's uh, <laughs> a sexy homage to Baldur's was, Gate. Yeah. As if Baldur's Gate wasn't sexy enough. It was, yeah. it was sexy. It's a cleaner version. Former former writers of Bioware worked yeah. on yeah. Pillars of Eternity. They also worked on Tyranny recently. Uh, was, was it Tyranny? I think I that think was Tyranny. I think it was the same. Yeah. Yeah. Same um, team. You want to play Cuphead? Somebody just somebody. I watched Cuphead or played earlier today. It looks really good. Um, that's not a good thing. As for the how to how to approach uh, choosing uh, this this choosing a setting, right? Yeah, choosing a setting and I come and from, mechanics. Like I have a good idea of the players in mind, the mm-hmm. players that might be interested, but I'm not sure that they will definitely be interested. So, like, I come from what uh, what setting do I know really well? Right. Yeah. or feel like I know really well because I can bullshit my way through it, mm-hmm. it. but um, honestly I go from is the system easy enough for me to understand is the system easy enough for me to broach uh, to a group of players and have them understand right and can I build a a, a, a game around this setting in this system uh, which thankfully most of the systems that I've run are already built around that I want to run some games that I want to have to go through Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is simple enough. I've just never sat down and read it because I'm. I mean, honestly, I, it took me a year to understand the DMG. It just yeah. found out that you never Worlds game. Yeah, I never. I just suddenly realized you're the only one. Who's Johnny like, is Savage never. Worlds is a fantastic narrative system, and while I while I appreciate that from a lot of you guys, and I appreciate Dash for running one of the best campaigns I've ever played. Um. I like mechanics more. Oh yeah, right. Savage Worlds is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> but on the opposite end of that, the reason I primarily use Savage Worlds is because I don't have to get bogged down with mechanics, yeah. and yeah. I can just let it be about the story and the players. And to clarify, I love Savage Worlds. Yeah. It's like my right. game of choice right yeah. now. But like, it's as far as numbers go. 
bullshit. It is like so so statistically bereft. It's yeah, right. It's leveling does subtle. not matter. Leveling does <laughs> leveling not matter. Much not, yeah. Savage Worlds is the uh, as Oblivion is to Elder Scrolls, Savage Worlds is to role playing. <laughs> yes. Yes. God. What we got next? On uh, well, okay. So after you have gotten your friends. And you have gotten you your seduce your friends, <laughs> you your friends with your sex up your friends a little. <laughs> Bring in your siren song. Um, then you have decided what setting you're playing and what mechanics you're using. Real, real quick. Yeah. I, I do want to encap that topic with just I would recommend. I think we'd all recommend find out what your players want to play, what sort of story they want to play, what sort of setting, sure. and Definitely. then go then pick mechanics at best. Support that narrative, that setting from there. Don't ever try to force that kind of like setting or mechanics on your friends. Make sure it's something that they're comfortable with. Mm. That they want to do. Yeah. And I know we say at the top that we're game masters. None of us are masters of this shit. We're still learning. No. But I still like to say game master because it sounds good. I'm still thinking about getting cards. It gives me a little bit of a hard on, yeah. Like, I, I want to say like, you know, like, Wesley Franks, chef, Twitch affiliate, Game master. Yeah. I got my cards. Sexy, sexy game masters. That, yeah, yeah. What God. was our next time? I like, I like about Dungeon Master. But yeah, um, so you've got your friends, you've got your setting and mechanics. The next thing you need to do is familiarizing your... Familiar... Familiarizing. Familiarizing. Still said it wrong. <laughs> so after you've gotten your friends, your rules, and your mechanics, and you your setting... you have acquainted yourself. You, you, now you need to acquaint yourself with the rules and make sure that it is accessible to your players. And to you. And to you, yeah, which is the most important thing, because if you're not comfortable with it, then and you're not enjoying it, and you're not fully... You don't have fully have your head wrapped around it, then they're not going to have it either. You have to, as the DM, you have to know enough to carry all the mm-hmm. players, unless yeah. well, unless you happen to have a player who's already experienced, which yeah. is your boon. But God, so helpful later, but like the the first what three or four sessions of Dark Heresy were just a clusterfuck. Yes, right. Yeah, I mean, like I I think I messed up rolling your character. Your character was way overpowered for what he was supposed to be. And yours was, like, way underpowered. Right, no, I was super underpowered in that game. Yeah. I was wondering why, like, I was rolling, like, shit in those first three sessions of Dark Heresy. Everyone rolls like shit. You play a normal dude in a galaxy full of shit that kills you. But that was the thing, is I was rolling, like, shit, but I wasn't, like, losing limbs or, like, dying like like my comrades were. (laughs) A lot of of limb loss in Dark Heresy. I was like, I'm a really good tank. (laughs) So I you think, need to understand the rules. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway, so, rules. So, so back to the point of this fucking thing. Well, when I started uh, Mr. Whitechapel, that was it was my Jack the Ripper game. That was my first time running a Savage Worlds game mm-hmm. ever. I had not done any one shots. Yeah. I've not done anything like that. But I had played an artist, mm-hmm. and I had played Alma. Right. No. Alma. No. Alma was after. Was around the, the same middle, time. It was around the, the same, same time. time. Yeah. The first. When, when we say Arnis and Alma and, and Miss and all those, we're still talking about Savage Worlds. Yeah, yeah. All Savage yeah, Worlds all games. Savage They're different games, games yeah, that we play with the Savage Worlds uh, system. We've but been playing Savage Worlds for a good three, three plus years Three now. years, I want to say, yeah. A lot, a lot of content. So. But, but I had Dash in the party, which was, he was my, my anchor, my rock. <laughs> my rock. <laughs> like, I had other people that had played Savage Worlds, but I also had Alex, who had never played Savage Worlds before. I had, I had 
my friend from work, Sean, who Klein, you took over his character. Played two, se- two sessions? Two sessions. Yeah. Um, I had my roommate, Jeremy, who had played Pathfinder and Dungeons and Dragons, but never Savage World. So there was like stuff where I didn't know some of the rules because I, I tried to read through, but there's stuff that I kind of skimmed over because I was like, yeah, yeah, I played, you know, I played right. another game, so I understand this. And so there are times when people are like, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, wait, can you do that? What what is that like? Like what's that spell? Like tell like read it to me. What happens with that spell? Right. And like so, I had to stop sometimes. But Dash was there, and he was there to set me straight with any of the rules. That like I'd sometimes be like, oh yeah, you can totally do that. And he's like, eh, actually. Well, then there's still some things in Savage Worlds that I am uncertain about when I run games. There, I mean, <laughs> still? yeah, still. I mean, because I've read the book a bunch of times, but you know, if you don't play game the game for you know three or four months and you haven't read the book in a little while and you start playing. All right. So the next thing you should do, and this is very important, we've all had experience with this, is figuring out a venue. And scheduling when you're gonna play. Uh, oh, 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 can I step back before we come to the video? Of course. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, into the settings, understanding, and stuff. So, one thing I would recommend is once you've decided on the mechanics you're gonna use, there are plenty of podcasts that go specifically into mechanics. There's plenty of YouTube videos. You can find yeah. Twitch streams that you can find a whole, like, that's uh, the the maps I made. I did that based off of uh, people showing the best way to do that on YouTube. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to get into map making for my games because I feel like that adds a whole depth. Yeah. I love it. I love doing creative. Make maps. That's make a recommendation. Make maps. Make maps. Yeah. Make maps. Make lots of creative. Make things for your game, and it'll just increase the experience. If, if for characters everyone. find a letter, like mm-hmm. you know, have the letter. letter. Yeah, write the letter, stuff like that. That's uh, that's always so cool when you bring props into yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, this is probably for another game. That's something we're gonna. That's something we'll talk about later. Yeah. yeah. I'll say <laughs> I just get so nerded out. I forget what what was the talking point here. Oh, we're talking about venues scheduling. Oh right, venues and the scheduling. bane of any game master's existence. Almost the bane of this podcast. Yeah, it's just venues and scheduling. Yeah, which... I want to go ahead and say scheduling is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Hardest part, especially if you're old like us. Yeah, yeah everyone's got different. Yeah, never have schedules. a full time job if you want to play right. tabletop. <laughs> don't don't, don't have a job. job. Yeah, just don't have a job. Aspirations out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, Significant others. Nope. Unless they're going to play, unless they're going to play the game, like it's not going to work. It's not going to work. The relationship's not going to work. Nope. Go ahead and break up with your girlfriends now. Yep. Because unless they're playing D and D with you, or boyfriends, or boyfriends, or your bag of Doritos you secretly sequester in the in the closet, or your sexy closet goblin. Yeah. That. Whatever you got going for you. If not, (laughs) if not gaming, get them out. The Your doll collection, you gotta get rid of that. <laughs> the, the best thing... I mean, you, you gotta get rid of the doll collection. <laughs> As for uh, the, the scheduling thing, honestly, a, a group chat. Group chat. Just, just to set up, like, every, every week, if your schedules are changing from week to week, just set up, like, hey, here's the days that I'm able to uh, take mm-hmm. away from, you know, general life crap and general work crap, uh, and here's the amount of time that I have. If that all lines up pretty well, for us it's usually like pretty late at night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Most of the time. Which they're they're annoying. Group chats are annoying. We all know it, but they're so necessary. We have too many group chats. Well, it's the thing. You can use Facebook Messenger for group chats, but there's also this nifty little app that I'm using with a couple of other friends. It's called Band, and it allows you to like share like files and like Dropbox yeah. stuff and it allows you to make like it has its own calendar in the group so you can schedule stuff I was gonna suggest Slack 
Slack as well. Yeah. yeah. Group Me was pretty good. Group Me was pretty good, yeah. Um, which, I mean... But, so, I would say having a, a group chat is essential mm-hmm. in yeah. level one shit. That's right. Like, you have yeah. to have that at Agreed. least to get things rolling. Right. Yeah. Um, for, for venues, though, I think, honestly, like, the most central place or rotating the venue. Yeah. Uh, and it has to be somebody who's comfortable with it uh, being at their place. Comfortable with it rotating. And get very dizzy. people who yeah. are comfortable with it rotating. <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't play on a carousel. And then we killed Klein. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's... it's that's like, like a lot of games happen over at Mine Dashes and Alex Place because it is a central location. The wad. The wad or Daw. I prefer Daw, personally. It's the wad. Sorry, guys. Okay. Like, well. like it, it's it, Daw. Digital audio workstation. Uh, game masters, can we hold a vote? It's wad. I'm, I'm voting wad. Wad. That's if, three to one. If you call but it, but also there the three that live there. If you call it, okay. you guys can call it. What if you call it, if you call it dog, call it Dockham Asylum or something like that, like something cool. Ugh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Dockham Asylum. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'm not Dockham gonna asylum. do it. It's a Batman thing. Yeah, I get that. Doesn't I'm, make it cool. I'm, I'm still. You cool. guys are a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still cool with the dog house. The dog. Yeah, house. I've been oh, calling yeah. it uh, house uh, house of the ghost dog sometimes. Or, uh, ghost of the ghost dog. Because we had a ghost and we had dog, and then G is the ghost. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, that works really Bring well. Yeah. Okay, dog. that works. Yeah. See, I like that. This is a lot of stuff that doesn't need. Doesn't need all of this. You ever seen that movie Ghost Dog? Yes, I have. That's what the reference is. You seen Ghost Dog? I've seen Ghost Dog. Oh my god. Directed by Jim Jarmusch, stars Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker is so. I've always wanted to shoot a man through. Okay. Anyways, okay. Venue and scheduling. Find some place that is a good central location or rotate between your houses. There are some people that play in public places, though, and I think those people are idiots. I think those people are either brave or idiots. Yeah. Wes ran a game at a bar once. I I should preface that. It works for some things. The Pathfinder Society of Birmingham plays it. I think they only play at Excelsior, but they might play at a couple uh, couple of stores. But, I mean, there's the rotating, uh, like, pub. Accessible to the public groups, mm-hmm. like where you can just walk in, make a character, and play. Right. Yeah. But if you are running a home game, find a home to do it. To in. do right. it. Find yeah. a, a localized place to do it. And some game stores, I, I know uh, uh, Bud's place out in Leeds, you can rent a room. Yeah. Sessions in. Yeah. Problem is, it's out in fucking Leeds. Leeds. That's pretty far away from here. <laughs> why, why would we do it when we got a perfectly good place? To let you know. Right. People at my my job actually play games. There the at work the in because, the because like there's always someone at the office. There's always like teams working at the office. The mm-hmm. office is always open. So can we like, play at your office? I don't know if I can get everyone else in. I just want to do an aside. You probably point out seating. Cut this out, obviously, but like you never have enough chairs. Ever. Yeah, yeah. That's you are. Running a role playing game is like uh, uh, purgatory. Uh, there's oh, not enough God. chairs. There's not <laughs> enough chairs. <laughs> There's always that one person that's standing. Have you counted the chairs in Purgatory, Donnie? Is There's there... 20. Oh. Yeah. But that's oh. fine. And there's 21 like... of us, apparently. Yeah. 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 Okay, I see. Yeah, why is there 21 of us playing games at any one time, too? Because that's all you can do in Purgatory. Artist finale. I spend most of that time standing up. And uh, 14 people? 14 people. Ooh, 14 people. An interesting play. thing oh, you're going to have to run into when you play games, especially if you have a lot of people, is parking. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember true. back when we did at the old apartment where that was... That, that, that old place had a lot of games. We had a lot of people there. We had 12 people there for some of the Dreamline City sessions. Right. But, like, I remember one time 
when the neighbors put notes notes on, on everybody's cars. cars. Yeah, that sucked. I was so pissed. Um, but make sure make sure the parking is cool. Make sure it's cool if your neighbors if you're if you're you know yeah like in an apartment or something. Yeah, you know, for people because it could get loud. Get loud. It, could get it, loud. W- it will get loud. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you could be like me and uh, shout shut the fuck up at the top of your lungs in the middle of a. Uh, yeah. Oh god, I got to, so mad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, really I'm gonna get evicted. But at least you did it in character. You did it in character. Yeah, yeah. I did about half in character. <laughs> oh, okay, so scheduling. Yeah, back to scheduling. So, um, group chat definitely—that's a must. At least. Mm-hmm. And now, a group chat just for the game. Yeah. Like each game needs its own group chat. And yeah. I know we have too many, but I think it's important because I would rather cycle through the menu of group chat options I have than scroll through a single group chat to find the few mentions of the game I'm in. Yeah. So any game you got, make a separate chat for that game. But the step up from that is get some sort of um, get something like Google Calendar, yeah, or get mm. any sort of app that lets you Good lets idea. everyone upload their free time ske- their schedule, and then it, the app will decide to schedule it for you. Good point. I've um, also something to just touch on, like mechanics wise. I think we've kind of really touched on everything with venues and scheduling. Next thing is just any general tips that you have uh, for. Any fledgling game master who wants to like start up and be awesome, oh, yeah. Yeah. like like us, <laughs> like so. Just, how do we want to do this? Just uh, let's just do, do like a like a just a, like we can go in a circle. Where we can just talk, like just have a conversation. I mean, because I mean, it's general tips and know how, like yeah. So I mean, Dottie, do you have any? Tips? I have I have tips. Um, honestly, like one of the big ones I've had to adjust to, and something like. Uh, Im- Im- improvisation is a very important uh, aspect of being a DM or GM. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, because your players will, um, y- if if they are playing along to your story, they're going they're going to make choices. And the general the general uh, layout of your story should should not be very complicated. You right. should have a general outline of here's this point. I want to get you guys to uh, from a point A to point B. The decisions between there should still line up at some point. Yeah. Players can also just fuck you on that. And you have sure. to improv on that point. Um, but something I've, I've had to adjust with myself, and I still do it sometimes, is uh, you should never tell a player no. That's right. That's exactly right. Never, never, ever, ever tell a player no. It's the same thing with improv comedy. Never say diminish. yes. If, you can, if, a, if a player pulls yes, one and. over on you, if a player does something you didn't expect, do not take that away. Roll it. Yeah. You don't Re- have to reward them for it, even. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to reward them for it, but I mean, like... There is a NPC that is critical to your to your uh, campaign's general idea, and somebody goes to kill him. Yeah. Um, or somebody goes to that's happened to me. Yeah. Somebody goes to fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. uh, uh, Fucking Wesley did it in my Dark Heresy game. Uh, Uh, Also, uh, Dash and Matt did it in Mr. Whitechapel with their main quest giver. Keith killed his Obi Wan Kenobi. He did in Evergrey. But I mean, I mean, like you don't have to reward it. or if it, if it's genuinely fun. Oh yeah. But I mean, if you, if you have this is a key point of your campaign, and somebody's wanting to, uh, I I want to de- destroy this thing. Or I want to I want to uh, take steal this thing. You could don't don't tell them no. You can say you can try, mm-hmm. or you can try, but here's the consequences of this. Yeah. Um, and make it an outlandish or you know just a very high test, because I I 
I've had to do that once or twice in, in um, Shattered Peaks, my D&D game. Yeah. Um, where I just made like a DC 21 uh, check and still a mod did it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I say if someone fucks up shit and does something horrible, you fucking make them live with that forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, for sure. If, if consequences. It's got real dark real fast. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, there, consequences. Like, you, if someone does shit to fuck with your game and they're like, you know, they're all... You know, they're all into play, but they do something stupid just to test your boundaries. You let them live in the hell they created. Like, in Morrowind, when you kill an important NPC, it's like, well, you've killed an important NPC, but now live in the doomed world. That's how your tabletop game should be. Yeah. Um, what, what am I... You can still win. Like, you can still technically win Morrowind. But at what cost? Uh, now, it, like, if you kill it, an important NPC early on... It takes a lot on, of cheating to beat Dagoth Ur after that point, but still. The, the thing is, like, once you commit a, a thing... Like, once you kill somebody important... Your story is different, and it can be just as fun, but fucked up now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, right. It, the the party's decision might take you in a more fun uh, 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 direction, but if you want to stick to that same storyline generally from what you have, yeah, uh, you can still bridge it out to some new mm-hmm. new way to get there, or you can. I don't want to say stonewall, but it is basically stonewalling. Have uh, backup NPCs. Yeah, like have like be honestly. like like be prepared on your end to have backup NPCs, backup items, back like backup everything, backup monsters and creatures. I had a boss fight where there were two dragons they had to fight. They turned one into a rabbit. And it, it that and I killed it. Yeah. I killed yeah. the fuck out of that rabbit. Yeah. Um sometimes they find escape routes pretty easily. Change up the escape route so like yeah there's an escape route from a boss fight that they could take, but also you know, it's off a cliff, so they're going to have to do some thinking in the middle of, of combat. Um, what, what I say is, so Dottie said build a point A and a point B. I say let player like, the DM's prerogative is to build a world, to build mm-hmm. a sandbox. Let the players build the point A, the, the, and then you collectively as a group build the point B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, the way I usually explain that is the, the party is... Uh, they're they're the controlling point of the story. D, the DM or GM is just acting as the narrator. Mm, yeah, uh, you're acting as a journal. You're, you're the voice in the background. that's like this isn't a good idea when the party says this is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, at the same time, I know each one of us is severely guilty of this of just being too like, and not even deliberately, but just too committed to your own like narrative oh, and God, just being yeah. like, like doing what you can to act against the player and that that is a thing you'll have to it works see for some your, games it does work sometimes sometimes you have to do that a little bit but but like you, it is something you have to look inside yourself and be like okay am, like is this bit really important or do I just need to give in and give up and be part of the run I had to bump yeah. go. Ash a little bit in your crescendo solo not to give off away any points because I'm still doing some writing for that so I can get ready for recording but he he met the big bad of the game. Yeah. And the big bad gave him a bus ticket and said, go to this town. He came to the, the ticket like clerk at the bus station and he said, hey, I want to... He, he was like, well, I think I want to go to this different place instead. So he rolled persuasion right. to convince the bus I, ticket I, clerk I, I, that War of the Worlds was actually <laughs> happening. 
And awesome. awesome. That's awesome. And he needed to go to this place. He had a ticket for somewhere else, but he needed to go to this place. And I was like, oh, God, no, I really need him to go to this other place. So I was I rolled like the persuasion check and I was like, wait, I made this ticket clerk like a teenage <laughs> kid. He's gonna think about his mom and his family, so he's like, "Oh, I gotta go," and yeah, he just runs yeah, <laughs> like, point. "Ah, shit, that didn't work." Yeah. On that point, really get into your uh, NPCs. Oh god, NPC yeah. NPC character, but uh, I was gonna say um, as, as another general tip: critical failures and critical successes. Critical failures need to be fun. Critical successes need to make the player feel heroic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they both need to be entertaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw some parkour in. When in doubt, throw some like acrobatics in there. That always helps. I'd like to get to my tip, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, go for it. Go for um, it. What I would recommend is make sure that when you when you get together with players and start building their characters with them, which is typically what you're going to do, is help build the character along with the player. Know what they want from playing that character. I think the best way to get people engaged in a story and not run into problems of things like them derailing it or or just you know going to kill random NPCs is to develop their character with them, make them think about that character and get them invested to where they want to go in a direction that is in their best interest. We're yeah. all nodding along. Like that's like <laughs> that's like the best thing. Yeah. Like that you nailed it. That's that's exactly it. Knowing exactly what the player's motive is for playing that character. Right. Like, and that was, a, perfect. that was a problem with Shino Tereda with me is that like a lot of y'all's characters had motivation for c- continuing the plot, but there was like one or two that it was just like, they were like, I want to play this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you it's can play that. having too many players. And, yeah. yeah, that too. It's like, I want to play this. And it's like, okay, you can play that because it's within the rule parameters, but how do I get you to fit into this story? And so some of it was kind of weaker than the others. Yeah, and I think that's also just another... That's, that's a problem. Those are both problems we're going to deal with later on, which is problem players as well as... With too many players, it you, it is hard to get everyone on the equal, on an equal level of mm-hmm. engagement. Agreed. Um, I have another tip. Go for it. Um, as a DM, sometimes you have to bite the bullet and read the room. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a hard day and people just want to fuck up a little bit. Do yeah, something to let yeah. people fuck up. On, on on your note there, I I think. Most of the time, you should you should prioritize uh, people's enjoyment of the game over uh, the the rules and how the game was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah or like, whatever, whatever you have planned. Go. Like let Absolutely. let the mood of the evening take priority because then this is more important. The bottom line at the end of the day, it's not competitive. Mm-hmm. You're not at all times getting paid for this. Yeah. You know, and especially if you're a dungeon master, it's not like you're setting out to win the game either. There's no there's no reward for you. Just doing the narrative you want to do. Yeah. The there is. I mean, there is in some ways. So many blowjobs. <laughs> the reward is friendship. <laughs> I hate you guys. Well, it's, 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 it's blowjobs from your friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mom has already said she was going to listen to this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> well, she's. We talked about I mean, masturbation a lot. We, in the first well, episode. I did talk. We did talk about Charlotte, masturbation. Michael gives excellent blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think we're cool with your parents, Don. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you guys see my parents more often than I do. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Your dad is at every show. I don't know how he does it. If there's a concert in town, he's there. <laughs> was he at Kesha? I bet he was at Kesha. I bet he was at Kesha. I bet, she, I bet he likes to TikTok. Oh, uh, yeah. So my tip is um, uh, if you have friends but they don't live near you and you still want to play with them, Look on how to play online. Roll twenty. Google yeah, Hangouts. Sure. Skype. You can do a multiple things. Roll twenty has I've it, Skype so you don't before. need dice. You can do anything. You they have like modules that you can play, and you can also homebrew stuff on Roll twenty. That's how I started gaming was mm-hmm. through um, a chat client, and it wasn't even a game based chat client. It was, I was part of a music forum. Nice. And they just have happen to have like a, a a role system in the chat client that was like came sort of auxiliary to the forum and that's yeah. how we played tabletop we had our own sort of chapter I did that game. through a forum uh, God, like seven or eight years oh yeah did you ever do any of the pro boards kind of yeah. stuff yeah I played some pro boards seven or eight years ago pro yeah. boards yeah. I played um, a Zelda one Vassal, awesome Vassal there was something similar to Vassal I don't know if Vassal's still around was, uh, Vassal was a you could download the files to test out um, uh, tabletop like war games and stuff yeah uh, it got shut down fast oh yeah but um, I I don't know if it's still out there or if they, they you know like a pirate bay uh, reemerge every few hundred years um, but uh, just change the servers yeah just change the server but uh, there, there was something similar that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head which makes me a terrible podcaster but you could run you could almost like World 20 running a game through that but you were very limited to your players you could only have about four max no. Um, which is ideal anyway which yeah. is ideal it's four or five is the ideal party type six is about as large as I want makes it easier to tell somebody that you don't have room it's like I legitimately don't have room it's the hardest part for me man <laughs> yeah I want everybody to be able to play but it's 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 hard man yeah. and that's and that, I think we've said that several times throughout this but I do want to reiterate that point it you, you want to play with all of your friends and you just can't do it that only way. get the good ones yeah you, you yeah. only get the good ones only get the good friends, <laughs> only, have only, get your your, friends. only get those good friends have your friends stand outside of your home in a line like a game of dodgeball no, and you pick them the, the, uh, that scene from Fight Club where uh, where they have to come to the door and like stand outside for a full day too blonde like, <laughs> make your friends do that so that they can get into your game. can make a suggestion the friend with the nice house with the with the nice basement get that friend the yeah. friend who bakes stuff likes to bring food and then you know practical friends practical friends yeah really exploit your friends <laughs> I'm gonna cut that. at the end of the day that's all it, that matters yeah. is, is you're you exploiting them are exploiting your party not only not only for personal enjoyment for good, but to get but your creative juices flowing <laughs> and goods and services well I think, I think that is an important point uh, I think it is important that, like, as a DM, you are... I'm not playing footsie with you. I'm just yeah, stretching out my that, leg. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are supplying entertainment, and some, hopefully someone is supplying a, a place to, to play the yeah. game. Yeah. Um, but, you are then, very softcore prostituting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should be contributing, contributing to the cause. Yeah, like, right. snacks, a little bit of beer, something, something yeah. nice to bring to the party. Um, so, I... One thing I want to say about um, for new DMs, and I've been saying this for a long time now, is if you have the urge to, if you're interested, but you just don't have people around you who are running games, you just don't have a way to get into one, just do it. Just take the initiative and yeah. start a game. Like, it'll probably, it, you know, 
maybe it won't fizzle, but most of the time they will. Mm-hmm. The fi- a, a, a failing game is still a learning experience, yeah, as I've had still a worthwhile. lot. So, yeah. okay. like, so more years fizzle, then they, 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 they pan out, so that's fine. And, and if you don't have, have friends who play games, but they're interested, they won't know if you fuck up. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'm 28 years old. I've been running them since, what, 18 or something? Yeah. Before playing games? I can't remember. I, I talked about it last week, and I can't remember. Well, like, said, like, yeah, 18, 19. Yeah. Uh, I've had three successful campaigns go from beginning to end. I've had two fizzles. Yeah. I have had, like, four outright failures of a campaign. All of those still re- lead to making you a better GM. Dude, I've got one and one, baby. Solid 50%, Going half 50, and half. Right you, are, you are my sweet summer child. That's you right. You are still learning. Yeah, I know. I've, I've had one campaign reach climate. Um, everything <laughs> you really like that terminology. I, 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 Spilling that seed. We can't go back to masturbation. Shows. I normally run games that are short on purpose because I know how likely games are to fizzle right. out. Um, but I actually cheated because I, ha- I was running like two or three games at one time a couple years ago, and actually had one of the games dovetail into another game. And so I'm going to count that as two campaigns. Actually, that you bring up a really good point there, though. Uh, if you just want to try a game out, too, like if you just want to do a one-shot of a game and mm-hmm. see how everyone, yeah. you know, just play a single one-session campaign, and if people like it, maybe go somewhere with it. Mm-hmm. And, and on that, even if, even if you're not uh, really sure you want to invest into uh, getting the materials for that, most sites are, welco- are, are welcoming to like uh, player materials. Mm. You can find a general starter set on on Paizo. You can find a general starter set on Fantasy Flight. Oh for, yeah, for a lot of this stuff, uh, like a, a a one shot. You know, here's a level one adventure for you, and here's some characters to generate off of. Right. Uh, hell, like one of my favorite uh, D D characters I ever played was Morgan, which is what your quest giver in uh, Shadow Peaks. He was a pre gen character out of out of the yeah. second edition starter set. Yeah. The- there's a lot of free stuff out there. There's a free Savage Worlds. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Not free. Type. There's a free GURPS. Um, yeah. Beginner I'm pretty set. sure there's yeah. a free everything um, as long as you look hard enough. Yeah. And there's free whole games. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Warp. That's super underground. Yeah. Um, We've talked about Warp before. Yeah. Because I thought about just using Warp yeah, for a while. But Warp is it. entirely free. And you yeah. can play a whole game, or at least a one shot from that. Yeah. You know, there's other game. light games that you can have. Like, if you're like, okay, I don't want to do D&D, but I want to see if. I can be interested in this. There's games like Werewolf, Werewolf, yeah. Just, yeah. just to find sure. a group, or yeah, you can do like yeah. Fiasco. There's a game Fiasco's called Fiasco. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you got solve a murder. It's Fiasco. like yeah, yeah. It's like Fargo. It's like 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 Fargo. Or if you want to chase your friends away, like I've done with a couple of mine, play Diplomacy, the game oh, that ruins friendships forever. No. Oh God, yeah. Don't play I Diplomacy. I play any of these games with you guys. It's my we, favorite game. It ruins friendships. Delve into more, more so than Mario yeah. Party or Risk. Diplomacy ruins friendships. Well, the other two are boring. Dude, Mario Party. Oh, yeah. That, them there's fighting words. I'm sorry, that's, but yeah, my kinfolk have okay. been partying with Mario since the dawn of time. If, if you want to get a fist fight, we can play Mario Party. I'm from Kentuck, all right? I'll fight you over Mario <laughs> Party right now. I'll flip this table. I've um, literally, I've literally <laughs> been punched over Mario Party. As you, and yeah. you probably deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I won. <laughs> We've been, uh, uh, whose turn is it? I'm Michael Body. I'm Wesley Franks. I'm Dash Holman. I'm Klein Martin. Uh, 
Is, I don't know where to go. Thanks We're for listening, saying, Are we just ending? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. God yeah, damn know. it, we can't close. Why, we can't close. We, can't we don't know close. how to close. Oh, God, we're not good let's, closers. Let's go with the bit right now. Though. We need a yeah. sign-off thing, a thing we say to close it out. Uh, yeah. Like, um... Oh, we can make it. Up. We can make it like whose turn is it? Like, like, like. Uh, I'm Dash. Oh no, I'm Wesley Frey. Okay, okay. Whose turn is it? Like, <laughs> yeah, like we can do that. Yeah. All right. We want to try doing that. Yeah. It's improv. Let's let's speak. Yeah, that's fine. Go for it. So I, I, I'm. I'm Wesley I'm Frey. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Who, okay, okay. Whose turn is it? I'm, I'm Dash Holman. All right. Klein Martin. All right, we're going <laughs> clockwise. I'm Michael. I'm I'm Wesley Franks. I'm still Dash Holman. Alright. <laughs> Do we just keep going into circle? Who's turning it now? End of session. End of session. End of session. <laughs> I, well, okay, I think I think we should go like I'm Michael Lowney. I'm Wes Franks. I'm Dash Holman. I'm Clyde Martin. And whose turn is it? I, like like, 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 like an eighty sitcom. One like let's get it one pass. I'm, I can edit yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, we can make like it cheesy as fuck too. No, no, we can make let's it cheesy as fuck too. Let's, let's, let's try it. Yeah, let's try we got plenty. We're still recording. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day we'll finish. One day we'll right. know how to finish. Well, well I'm Clint Martin. I'm Michael Dotty. I'm Wesley Franks. I'm Dash Holman. And, and whose turn is it? it? I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs>